always have a goal for yourself and it has to be with a timeline so if you uh, people say that i set up a goal and i was not able to fulfill it so i just believe that if you are having self respect for yourself it you will never fail you will always do it and what is the fun if there are no challenges and it was a smooth journey you will not have any memories we never learn everything in my in the first race it is a learning experience if yeah. i had thought that uh, i would learn everything and then do my first event then i believe lot many people never start only i am baiki venki and this is the working athlete podcast here i talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration training tips time management and lifestyle advice if this is something that interests you please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes today's guest is an officer in the armed forces and an ultra cyclist he held guinness records for being the fastest rider to cover the distance between leh and manali and for being the fastest rider on the 6000 km golden quadrilateral ride in india he is a finisher of 22 Uh, 100 kilometer race across austria and is a multiple time winner of the 1200 kilometer ultra spice race one of the premier ultra races in india he is also a podium finisher at the virtual race across america last year in the middle of the pandemic his name is bharat pannu welcome to the working athlete podcast bharat it is a pleasure having you on the show uh hi venki and i share the same feelings thank you for having me awesome Le- uh, bharat let's start by talking uh, about your work life in the armed forces uh, and when do you get into the army and uh, what does your typical day at work look like so as my parents were uh, my father was in army so i was used to the army routine and army life and i always wanted to come to army uh, i had applied for nda but uh, unfortunately i was not able to make it uh, to nda and that was way back in 2000 i did my engineering from university of pune and uh, post completion of engineering i joined armed forces as a technical graduate so it was 2006 when i got commission and till now i have done about 16 years of service and uh, my job role had been uh, in various fields i've been working with tanks for about 4 years tanks and bmps and from the past 10 years i was working with the uh, the helicopters different variants alh weaponized version cheetah chetak and now my job role has switched a bit uh, to cycling i am leading the indian army cycling team right now i got this appointment recently and it is just a month ago that is july 2021 so how i came into cycling i was just a commuter and that commute part was only till 2000 where i used to commute for my school and my tuitions after that there was a big gap of more than 15 years and i restarted my cycling just for fitness in january 2016 oh. and i was uh, a not better than the other cyclist and i i used to get a kick that i'm doing a bit better than the others in just the physical fitness part 
so that gave me a kick and uh, i always aspired aspired for doing more and that was in in 2016 i was in jammu and in later part of 2016 i came to nasik so nasik uh, has got a very good cycling culture due to which i was motivated to do even more take my passion further ahead and that's how i came into ultra cycling oh brilliant so nasik uh, is where uh... uh the mahajan brothers are also from right the guys yes. who finished the ram uh, team event for the first time i think yes awesome so um how how did your initial uh, uh, when you look at 2016 it is not that long ago it is just 5 years back but in these 5 years you seem to have done so much like so many ultra events right but um what what did uh, you know how, how was this trajectory uh, like did you ride a lot of breves in the first year how how did it uh, develop so i got my uh, so as i i moved in nasik in month of august and uh, Yeah, I did a lot of brainstorming. I met athletes in Nasik, cyclists, and I booked my first road bike in September itself. In October, I got the delivery. On thirteenth of November, I did my first brave. That was three hundred kilometer brave, and I did it in flat about twelve hours and fifteen minutes. So people appreciated like this is being your first brave. You have not done ever ridden more than fifty or sixty kilometers, and you have done exceedingly well. So they appreciated and. told me to do even more so in that first month itself i did three breves and uh, by december 2016 by divetate announced the new race that is the ultra spice race under the inspire india banner so my friend darshan dubey he is also from nasik and he told me that you should do this event you are you have the potential and you can do this event and there were three categories in that 500 1000 and 1750 so he told me that you go for 500 so i was registering for 500 and i had a slot of about 2 months to train for that not even 2 months one and a half months to train for that considering one week of uh, tapering period for the event so i was preparing for 500 initially and when i was registering i found that the 500 km event was a not was not a ram qualifier so i told darshan that uh, i i want to go for a ram qualifier event so darshan told are you nuts you have done only a 300 km event and you want to do a 1000 km event now so it will be really difficult and it seems to be impossible as well so i told him at the max it will be i will not be able to complete the event so i would still want to go for a ram qualifier and luckily uh, with he tells darshan tells that it was sheer mental strength of yours that you were able to complete the event otherwise your physical uh, state was not such that you could have ridden 1000 kilometers with only 2 months of exposure to road bike and ultra cycling so that was the start and uh, just after i finished ultra spice race in january 2017 um i was looking forward to something more and uh, i got to like i realized in the environment that uh, a lot of importance is given to the races which are held outside india mm. so that stuck in my mind and i registered for race around austria along with darshan dubey as a two person team okay. and we participated in the 2200 km event 
with a mere preparation of 100 days because we registered in march and the event was in august so we flew to germany in july end and it was hardly 100 days of tra- exact training and that was that even 100 days were disturbed by monsoons so okay. but we successfully finished the race we were the first indians to finish earlier also amar miyaji had uh, tried to finish this uh, shorter version that is the 1500 km segment of this race but he was unsuccessful in 2016 so somehow that clicked that i can try for this event because somebody was unsuccessful and i'll take guidance from the environment like how to go about it and i'll go for this right so initially so something was there like uh, i was planning for a solo event in race around austria but the environment was has so scared me like i was myself scared like it will be embarrassment if i go solo and don't finish it so that's why i told darshan that this is the condition and like i'm scared so i wish that you can also join me and uh, we can go for a two person team so that's how darshan came in the loop okay. otherwise he was a crew member for me right right so uh, how, what does the two member uh, team uh, involve do you uh, each per- does each person ride part of the course or how how does that work it is a relay format and uh, okay. it is our wish how long we wish to ride in mountain when it was because it was austria and it is alps so there is lot of climbing so in mountains we were taking turns like we were switching rides within about 3 minutes 2 to 3 minutes we were taking and we were like rushing through the route overall we finished fifth and uh, there were nine teams so four teams got disqualified uh, were not able to even finish the race so okay. it so there were nine teams and we finished the race so it was a i believe it was tough event that year because a lot of rain it was raining a lot and uh, regarding the switches in the plains we were switching in about 20 minutes to 30 minutes so we okay. were taking turns in doing the distance so while one rider is uh, riding the other rider would be in the car or how is that yes okay. uh, there is a crew car behind the rider so okay. one of the rider is inside the car getting some massage eating something take okay. hydrating himself hmm. okay so uh, you mentioned in the plains you were switching 20 minutes uh, or 30 minutes once like that and in the hills were you were switching frequently was that how it was yes because uh, it was uh, the gradient there was uh, the average gradient of the climbs were more than 10% okay. so it was really difficult to match up the pace which mm-hmm. was required to even finish the race okay in the prescribed timings mm-hmm. so um, we were just switching very fast so that we can finish the hill segment really fast and there were nine peaks in route so it okay. was really uh, it is a tough race everybody knows it in the ultra cycling environment mm-hmm. okay but uh, wasn't like switching uh, that quickly that frequently uh, costing you in terms of more time taking it was uh, it was a herculean task for the crew i believe because they were getting overloaded in helping us switch so fast because okay. as soon as one rider was taking over the crew car used to take the other rider inside the car and go about 200 to 300 meters or about 400 meters ahead mm-hmm. and be ready for the switch so as soon as the wheels uh, cross each other and we used to take on the other okay. rider used to take on okay so um, 
coming to your own solo uh, uh, event right the first ultra event the ultra spice where you um, uh, mentioned that it was through your mental strength that you kind of finished but how how was that experience of riding 1200 kilometers you know for the first time having ridden only just 300 kilometers before so uh, as before the race uh, divya tate the organizer of the race the director uh, we were sitting and we were discussing like what the route is what the rules are and uh, she was asking if any queries are there so she asked myself uh, that uh, what is your strategy towards the event so it is just about two months that i'm into ultra cycling and she's asking me the strategy towards it so i was clueless and darshan told that he will be taking care of each and every aspect other than you just ride so i saw darshan like darshan you tell what is the strategy so darshan was also equally clueless that like if are we following any strategy also so we were just blank we were having no exposure to nutrition i was carrying four gels with me for this 1000 km ride and uh, i thought like uh, i was i had never used gels before that so i was under the impression that like gels are like super charged uh, uh, something that they will give give you boost for about 12 hours so <laughs> i was not even aware that it is supposed to be taken in an interval of 1 hour if you are using them as a yeah. energy source so right. out of those four gels i took only two gels that is one gel for each day so you can <laughs> understand like how clueless i was regarding the nutrition and right. we were eating whatever was available on the road and just having most of the time like my 80 to 90% of the nutrition was just bread and nutella so okay. i was i was so sick of nutella having nutella that <laughs> i told that i'll never have nutella in my life now <laughs> okay so you can understand and it was really tough on me uh, i was not prepared physically for such a event mm. so uh, things like that like uh, when the race finished my uh, bum was like it was there was no saddle shows as such but it was completely shaft uh. so i just when uh, so as the race finished uh, we went to uh, we went for a dip in the sea mm. so like it just burned like it was hell going inside the sea it was burning the, and uh, the salt water my yes and my muscle mass was uh, very much reduced and i could realize because uh, i was not even able to hold a pen when the race finished and it continued for about 7 days for about 2 weeks to 3 weeks i was not able to start my crank my car with a single hand i used to bo- use both my hands so it was really unplanned race but it was a start and definitely we never learn everything in my in the first race it is a learning experience if yeah. i had thought that uh, i would learn everything and then do my first event then i believe a lot many people never start only yeah that is that is very true it is it is the journey that teaches a lot of stuff right we we do a lot of mistakes and then learn to through those mistakes as well so what you know how did this experience or the mistakes that you have done in the first event help you in the second event where you went for the austria race across austria so one thing myself and darshan understood that the crew has to be really qualified to undertake such a event and as, as we were going for austria we knew that uh, our crew has to be clued up like how a ultra race goes 
and they they will be helping us in planning as well as training so uh, we took divya tate and divya tate agreed also that she would come as a crew chief with us so with divya tate who is like, uh, she as she is having a lot of experience of race across america crewing and she has seen various other races also uh, race around europe so she had a lot of experience and that was a bonus for us so in planning part we were just taken care chaitanya another crew member who was taking uh, looking after our training because there were no coaches who were ready to train us even train us so because there was no training time only so we, sure. we were just having 100 days and that to out of which one month or one and a half months were in monsoon so right. coaches just gave away just ki there is no point training you you can't train if you want to train go for next year then i can train you so mm-hmm. only chaitanya was there that who told ki okay we'll give it a shot and i have faith in you because with your mental strength you have done 1000 kilometers without aero bars no cycling shoes mm-hmm. riding in just like it novice and you did 1000 so he was confident that these guys can do it with their mental strength despite lack of training as well Mm-hmm. so that's how everything got in shape we got bike mechanic because we knew that if any something happens to the bike at that place we need to have a, our own bike mechanic who can take care of the bike so sanjay came on board for that so that's how our team got complete and we were able to do the race round of austria successfully okay sanjay we went for a target of yeah we went for a target of 100 uh, 100 hours below 100 hours and uh, we finished in 99 hours and 53 minutes wow nice nice, nice. <laughs> what is the cut off for the race it was uh, 10 uh, it was 115 hours 115 hours is the total cut off and you wanted to finish in 100 kil- 100 hours and you managed in 99 hours yes, the last 14 the last 14 hours of the race were uh, like memorable it is a lifetime experience we were just moving at a pace which we never uh, had done in training or any time and the crew members and uh, there is a friend of ours in austria hanesh mosamar who helped us a lot so they were not able to believe like after fatigue of four days or three and a half days how they are able to ride that fast because they are just having one thing in their mind that they have to finish below 100 hours and you can believe that last 14 hours were so Im- uh, important for us that we were able to just manage finish uh only 7 minutes be as less than our target wow. so what what kind of uh, what was the secret of that power boost in the last 14 hours it is just in the mind it, it is just in the mind so we have come so far people have people have bestowed their faith in us there are crew members who have come so far for us so uh, we can't let them down this whatever the difficulties they were in race but uh, yes we know that we are not that geared up for such an event but at least we can stick to our own target which we have made for ourselves so if we are not true to that even that like what we have come for we could have finished the race easily by taking a lot of rest as well uh, mm. not a lot of rest but in the time which we had like we have paced ourselves so we could have taken rest also but we tried to skip everything and just go all out hmm. was it also that uh, the fact that you have completed the majority of the race by then and you by the time you reached about after 80 hours or so you finally got that belief that okay this is now possible that we are anyway going to finish 
So now let us go and go for the target time. Yes. So it as it clocked 86 hours, so myself and the crew chief, Divya Tate, we were as I was inside the car and myself and crew chief, Divya Tate were discussing like how long, uh, what is the target, which I by what time will be finishing. So seeing the distance and our average speed, it went like we will be finishing at around 103 hours or 104 hours. Hmm. So I told like we have done, uh, we have come with a target of 100 and I hope that we should not cross it. So Divya told ki like, but we will be crossing it because we are not that fast enough that we could have done in 100. So I told now no rest, nothing. We will be on our toes and we'll just get it done. Right. So at that point of time, we realized this, um, we could have done below hundred also, but as uh, an ultra race, we were in lack of having lack of experience on day one, we had faced, uh, we were riding in our zone four or zone five because that adrenaline rush was there. So mm. that took a lot of toll on our uh, physical fitness. Like we were not able to uh, carry on at that required pace we were supposed to. So that hit our planning. And a lot of riders do this. This happens in each and every ultra spice race. Also people mm -hmm. go out of their, uh, uh, limits and they just, they think that they will be finishing this on day one only. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't happen. There's a difference between time trial and ultra race. You have to pace yourself. Mm -hmm. So generally in ultra spice race, I'm the last one on day one, last or second last or in the initial 12 hours. But as soon as the 12 hours finish. Now with those, uh, so, so this lot of riding experience. So as soon as those initial 12 hours finish, I keep uh, cutting the riders and by end of day one, I'm the uh, first rider. And after that, there is no turning back. Like mm. the riders are not able to match my speed because mm. they're getting into fatigue and I'm able to take it ahead yeah. with right. comfort. Right. That is a very important point, right? Starting too hard is a typical uh, mistake that a lot of riders uh, do. Not even, uh, it need not be an ultra event as well, but although it is very important in an ultra event, even uh, in a time trial event of 33 that we have here, or even as a short a race, you wouldn't believe as short a race as a 400 meters race on the track or a hundred meters race on the track, can also, uh, you know, you can also start very fast in that and pay the price within that short period of time, right? Which takes just a few seconds. If you start too hard, you, you will fade away even in that race. So that is uh, the pacing is the golden uh, rule for any uh, time trial event. And ultra racing is a long time trial, right? As such. Yes. Great. So in terms of nutrition, now, what kind of learnings was the nutrition in uh, the ultra, uh, the race across America better than Nutella uh, and bread? Yes, uh, we had understood a lot. We studied a lot and uh, we understood a lot about nutrition and we experimented also in all of our rides. Like I've done so lot of rides and I've, my training itself is such a big ride in itself. In Bangalore, when I was there, I used to go to Dharmapuri and back. So that was my routine training, right? So it used to be 270 kilometers twice a week. 
So <laughs> Devan, that itself was a big ride for me to experiment with all my nutrition also. But by that time, I was set with my nutrition. So my nutrition basically consists of liquid diet. Whenever I am doing a long rides, especially in events, and uh, along with that, uh, I take a ban- one banana every hour. If it is daytime, in nighttime I skip all the solid food because it tends to make you sleepy. Your blood goes into your intestine to just digest it. So mm-hmm. that takes a lot of energy. So you tend to get more drowsy at nighttime. So uh, solid food only in daytime. No solid food at night. Uh, light time is only on liquid uh, liquid diet. That is carbs plus protein mix. Perfect. And uh, so what the solid food consists of, it consists of uh, banana, it consists of watermelon. So these kind of fruits, uh, occasionally an apple. If the crew wants to uh, make me happy, they can give me an ice cream for a change. Other than that, I take bread. Uh, I take bread with um, uh, butter, bit of small, with tinge of jam. Uh, then the, I love boiled eggs with bread and butter. So that is one of my favorite. So all these things, other than this, um, I use peanuts just to as a snack. So all these things keep me entertained. And, and dry fruits is one of them, salted uh, cashews, salted bada, badams. Okay. So these sort of things. So I, it is very simple. I just don't make it complex. And uh, one thing is uh, which I left out is that uh, electrolyte plays obviously a very important role. So uh, uh, that is continuous for 24 hours. And nighttime, obviously, you sweat less. So I reduce a bit of uh, the concentration of my electrolyte mix. Otherwise, uh, my water content is standard. If it is, I'm sweating a lot, it in- increases a bit. Otherwise, it is 500 to 600 ml per hour. Okay. And crew takes note of everything whichever I'm eating. And uh, if any hour has gone in which I've taken less food, so my body will not be feeling at that point of time. Less food means less nutrition or the less calories. So my body will not be feeling at that time that I'm deficit, but it will be having an adverse effect three hours or four hours later. So they keep track of everything, how much calories I'm consuming. So it can be 10 calories or 20 calories extra, but not even, uh, but not less. Right. Great. So uh, you mentioned the uh, energy uh, mix, right? What, what is the energy mix that you use? Uh, I use a uh, US product. It is, uh, I don't think it is available in India right now. Mm. The Amazon.in shows it, but it's never available. It is uh, by Pacific Labs. And the name is Endurox R4. Okay, Enduro R4. So it's a basically a mix of uh, uh, maltodextrin and protein stuff? Yes, in 4 is to 1 ratio. Okay, yeah, super. The, I think the having the protein uh, uh, supplemented along with the uh, carbs for endure, uh, ultra endurance is key, I guess, because it'll arrest the muscle loss, right? Yes. Yes, That's that is the key. Uh, I don't have to depend, experiment with the solid foods. If there is something less, something more, that will not have any effect because the, my primary source of energy and proteins is my drink. Hmm. And the whatever solid food that you get in between is like more of a complementary and something for a change more or less. Yes. Extra calories in here and there. 
Okay. Yes, it is about 20 to 30 uh, percent or 40, 20 to 30 percent of my calorie intake is through solid food mm-hmm. and okay. uh, plus one banana. So banana is about uh, 80 calories. Mm-hmm. So 30 to 40 calories from solid food and 100 to 120 to 25 calories from my uh, energy drink. Okay, around 200 to 20 for, per hour kind of thing. Uh, yes, about 20, 220 to 250. Okay. That will be the numbers. Great, great, great. Now, coming to the um, events more, uh, more recently, like you have won the Ultra Spice race uh, uh, for a bunch of times now, include what, four or five times now? Uh, yes, I was uh, in 2018, I was third. Okay. Uh, in the 1750. Uh, otherwise, I've been winner twice in uh, self supported segment. One, once was 1750 kilometers in 2020. In 2021, it was 1,200 kilometers. And these were like this happened due to the restriction of COVID that mm-hmm. Kerala was not allowing inside. So yeah. we restricted till Madikeri only. So okay. that's why it, it was curtailed to 1,200. Otherwise, uh, Ultra Spice is standard Uti and back, Goa, Uti and back, mm-hmm. which is 1,750 kilometers. Okay. In 2019 was my best race in Ultra Spice uh, because I was preparing for a race across America in 2020. Uh, sorry, 2019. Um, June and uh, my complete crew we were taking it as a uh, trial uh, this simulation ride for race across America we were testing all of our strategies sleep pattern nutrition physiotherapy and all things uh, switching over crew switching over vehicles all logistics so everything was being tested and it proved to be an awesome race Mm. uh, as testing our strategy and everything Okay, so how uh, now you mentioned that you were planning to uh, uh, using that race as a, a testing ground or preparation for race across America, but in you went there for race across America in 2019, but you could not start even start the race, right? Tell us about that uh, experience there. What happened? Yeah, that was a bit unfortunate. Unfortunate. I was just coming back from my training ride and I was next standing next to my uh, house. Mm. And it was a parking lot. I was just getting inside uh, my house and it was a parking lot and there was a bump which is used to just stop the vehicle mm. from hitting the wall so, okay. so that the tire stops. And my bike just skidded on it. So it was really unfortunate and I just flipped over. I landed on my shoulder and my collarbone broke. So due to which I was not able to participate. Uh, I don't know. I never took it as a setback. My crew was more worried that you are not able to participate, but I was taking it as a stride because injuries are part of the game. Uh, It was really unfortunate. I'm happy that it didn't happen on the road. Otherwise, it could have been more severe. Right. Uh, But it was in my destiny that I was not supposed to do 2019 race across America. And uh, because now I can say it with conviction, if I had done 2019 race across America, I would not have done Kashmir to Kanyakumari. I have not have, not have done uh, virtual race across America because uh, on-ground segment is a bit different and it is something uh, told as the d- toughest race uh, on the planet in ultra cycling community. So if I do that toughest one, then if feeling doesn't come that I should do something because I would, I don't think that I could have raised again 
ஆஸ்திரியா i can manage my uh, training not my, i can manage there was a coach who was uh, taking care of all those training loads so yeah. uh, i am responsive to the coach and coach is happy and he can increase the training load as my body is able to take it he's mm-hmm. uh, ensuring that i'm not overtraining so if all these factors are in place i'll definitely go for 2019 race across america mm-hmm. and i went uh, as a crew member to a us team in 2018 to see the actual race so i was quite confident that definitely i will be able to finish it considering uh, that if i just manage to be safe but uh, this collarbone so, thing happened and so this collarbone incident uh, you were mentioning is uh, the time when you were there before the race uh, one of your last uh, kind of cool down or uh, tapering right for the race yes. and you finished the race and uh, just before you were getting down you had this fall and uh, yes okay. yes i was on one of my training rides in california itself so right. it was just about 20 days uh, before the start of the race okay. and i was uh, within about 4 to 5 days i was supposed to or 7 days i was supposed to enter into my tapering mode okay and it was one of the la- big last rides day. which yeah. i was doing okay it was uh, twilight uh, it was bit dark i was not able to see it and it was uh, i just landed up and it happened right so but uh, tell me one thing you uh, right now you uh, you know in retrospect uh, you see that as a good thing because you you did not lose the motivation and you attempted other things like uh, golden quadrilateral manali le uh, manali and all that but w- how were you feeling at that time when you were so close uh, uh, to the event and uh, this thing happened were you also like okay it was were you also okay at that time i was perfectly fine like people were concerned like how can you be so cool you, there's something big has happened to you you are in us like coming itself to us with a bike and so much of training equipment that is even a big thing and now with a broken hand you'll be coming back to india so and how you are so cool why are not worried i just told them there is something else in my destiny okay that is uh, that is good you know when what happens is uh, we tend to take things uh, take ourselves so s- too seriously and we tend to take our goals even more seriously and that put ourselves in a lot of pressure i think what i am seeing from you is that you know that positivity of okay if not now there will be another time and if not this there is something else that i can do so that which is great kudos to you there yeah you won't believe that uh, i landed in india on 5th of june with a broken hand uh, broken shoulder and uh, on 6th of june i registered for 
कश्मीर टू कन्याकुमारी गिनीस रिकॉर्ड एंड बाय द टाइम आई रिकवर्ड फ्रॉम माय इंजरी द परमिशन केम फ्रॉम गिनीस अथॉरिटी दैट आई कैन गो फॉर द कश्मीर टू कन्याकुमारी गिनीस रिकॉर्ड एंड आई स्टार्टेड ट्रेनिंग इन बैंगलोर इटसेल्फ विद स्मॉल राइट्स लाइक माय रेंज ऑफ मोशन वाज रियली रिस्ट्रिक्टेड ऑफ राइट शोल्डर आई वाज हैविंग 30 डिग्रीज अबाउट 30 डिग्रीज आई वाज जस्ट एबल टू हैंड लिफ्ट माय हैंड दिस मच ओके एंड आई स्टार्टेड विद माय ट्रेनिंग विद because i knew that 30 degrees is enough is enough to hold the handlebar and i started my training rides with that was it indoors and it or was outdoors? really difficult outdoors not indoors oh outdoors with 30 okay. degree mobility of hand and i was on the road bangalore roads uh, i started doing with 20 kilometers 30 kilometers 40 50 i start in, then increase and as i was doing cycling the improvement rate in, uh, was faster and then by the time i start uh, i did about i did bliss in the hills in 29 2019 before uh, the kashmir to kanyakumari so that was a simulation ride or a testing ride that yes i can do the kashmir to kanyakumari with these uh, i did 1200 km bliss in the hills so that was tough ride you know that it is really right. tough brave uh, and uh, i did that um, brave and at that point of time my range of motion was about uh, 120 degrees i was lift, able to lift my hand this much only mm-hmm. and when my kashmir to kanyakumari event started my range of motion was only this i was not able to rotate my hand so it was okay. only this about 150 degrees mm-hmm. by the time i finished kashmir to kanyakumari ride in kanyakumari <laughs> i was able to rotate my hand <laughs> right so how how uh, how much time uh, went through uh, between uh, these two like from so uh, june is when you had that accident when did you finish the kashmir to kanyakumari uh, my accident uh, happened on 20th of may okay hmm. and uh, kashmir to kanyakumari i started in on 21st of october and finished on 29th of october okay around 5 months so it was may june july august september october it was 5 months so yeah. it was 5 months that i finished kashmir to kanyakumari in 4 months i finished bliss in the hills hmm. in and about 2 and 1/2 months i started with my training rides yeah so i i would actually advise the audience to be a little careful uh, taking bharat as inspiration and getting on the road too soon when you have a collarbone uh, uh, fracture because uh, you know it, typically if you have a uh, you know fracture you are advised not to move it quick uh, too soon uh, typically you will have a shoulder brace and you will be allowed to ride indoors because uh, you there won't be any chance of uh, sudden jerks and all those things uh, which will which can occur in the outdoor rides right so it, you know good that you are able to manage but it is uh it can be a little uh, tricky uh, there with outdoor rides starting too soon after a uh, break like that but uh, well done man so how was this uh, kashmir to kanyakumari uh, ride how did that go uh, yes i'll come to kashmir to kanyakumari ride so you are very right in saying that uh, we should take due precautions with such a thing uh, fractures and all mm. i cannot be an example in this respect i i'm sure about that uh, but like i was in a hurry i don't know what was a hurry but i was running for something and i never knew that what i'm running for right. so it was something which was pushing me from inside that i cannot sit inside the home 
despite my fracture i was not recovered fully i was out on the bike and i was in a hurry the hurry was some sort of thing which i myself never knew so after my broken fra- collarbone my complete crew was bit like mellowed down uh, the coach was not able to believe like how bharat will recover from this so it was like the onus was on me now that i have to prove to my crew to my coach that now bharat is alive he is not dead right because race across america 2020 was in front of me and till the time my crew is not upbeat my coach is not having faith on bharat, uh, me hmm. how can we move ahead so right. there was something was required to reignite the fire in everyone right. so it is not just not bharat which is doing anything but kashmir to kanyakumari uh, right was the onus on bharat to finish successfully I was not having in his, even a single experienced crew member with me in the Kashmir to Kanyakumari uh, ride but mm-hmm. I knew that I will I told my crew members you don't worry about anything I am the crew chief I'll let you know from the bike itself where anything can go wrong and if anything even go wrong I'll not be shouting on you because I know that you are new and you don't have to worry about it and I'm sure that you'll be doing a perfect job and that happened on ground we did multiple mistakes day 1 day 2 day 3 day 4 day 8 also but we took it in a stride and like it went off and that was like the most fun event which i have ever done we enjoyed we were singing we were dancing in the route and yeah. we had a lot of fun and yeah. we did the right and the motive was to take the morale of the crew up again mm. so the kashmir to kanyakumari ride uh, started from srinagar on 21st of um, october i reached uh, srinagar on 20th of october at 11 pm in 11 pm at night and i was supposed to reach there by 6 but due to the traffic jams and route at ramban banihal tunnel and uh, before that there was road construction going on so about i got delayed by about 8 hours 7 to 8 hours i reached at 11 pm there were all hotels were closed we banged on hotel uh, and the policeman helped us to get inside a hotel to take bath and after that we we got inside we got Uh, in route only we got to know that tomorrow the down convoy will be moving at 6 from shrinagar downwards from banial so if we get stuck in in that down convoy again we will be again losing up crucial time so we reached there at 11 pm and we instantly without telling anyone we decided that we'll start off at 1 1 am in the morning itself after taking bath and just setting up everything and 1 pm will be shooting from this place because we again can take a risk of getting stuck in the convoy uh, and there are like thousands of truck moving down because the traffic was allowed uh, one day up one day down okay. so it was something like that so that traffic jams didn't happen due to uh, road construction so i started with no rest and uh, that's how it started and it went off smoothly there were small ups and downs but it was good ride uh, i was able to uh, yeah, it was i took 8 days and 9 hours 45 minutes so it is coming up to 202 hours my mm-hmm. riding time was about 160 hours okay and uh, and the distance was 3604 kilometers yeah okay. and uh, i slept on an average for about 2 hours each day Mm-hmm. um so it was like on average it was 2 hours otherwise uh, i take sleep in uh, two slots uh, two durations one is 90 minutes or 180 minutes so that depends upon my sleep cycle so if i'm more, if the crew feels that i'm more fatigued they give me a sleep break of 180 minutes 
otherwise 90 minutes and small power naps of about 20 minutes okay there were many times in the ride that happened that i was given sleep break of uh, 20 minutes and i used to woke up myself on my own in 16 minutes and i used to wear my shoes and like give me my bike i'll go so yeah. so that was something there in my mind and like that which was not letting me sleep even mm. if a power nap was there and i used to sleep for 15 minutes Hmm. i used to get into that deep sleep zone within 5 to 6 seconds like hmm. if the crew is shaking me even if they are doing some job i was not concerned like i was in bliss hmm. and uh, within 15 to 16 minutes i used to wake up and on my own and i used to give me my bike i'll go so okay. there is some madness method in madness which is taking me ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that is that uh, is quite obvious right that uh, drive that that kind of uh, internal drive that keeps you going uh, uh, because when uh, talking about ultra events and sleep right it becomes a very important uh, to uh, manage your sleep and rest and recovery right within the whatever uh, the event allows how do you uh, manage that how do you uh, know when to rest and when to go and all that so with a exp- lot of uh, riding experience which i have gained through all my rides uh, in 2019 uh, ultra spice race we set up a template for ourselves that uh, Bhar- uh, my crew set up help me in setting it up that uh, bhar tends to get sleepy at around 10 pm which can be evaded by just a small shot of caffeine or a 10 to 15 minutes of power nap just give him some rest give him some massage 10 to 15 minutes and he will just take a nap in that and he is ready to go the second uh, spell of sleep comes at around 12 30 at night and uh, at that point of time they give me a good caffeine shot and uh, no power nap nap at that time and i'm ready to go and the third which is unavoidable that happens at around 3:30 or 4 am in the morning which i have to take otherwise i'll not be able to i'll not be able to ride at the optimum performance in the daytime next day right, right. i have at times i have uh, skipped my morning sleep also because uh, the crew felt that the bharat is uh, feeling sleepy a lot at 9 pm itself so they made me sleep for 90 minutes and uh, they took it at like morning they will uh, skip my morning sleep or they will make me sleep for a power nap in the morning but that took toll on my next day next day's performance the daytime performance so so with all experiments we have come to this that anything happens on ground that doesn't matter at 9 15 to 20 minutes power nap 12 caffeine and morning sleep 90 or 180 awesome awesome yeah that morning early morning uh, sleep uh, seems to be quite uh, important for uh, a lot of, a lot of people right so good to hear that it is kind of similar to you as well excellent right so um, when you know talking about uh, these events like you did uh, uh, a record time in uh, kashmir to kanyakumari lay to manali and golden quadrilateral and i think a couple of these are broken now um, 
one Kashmir to Kanyakumari was broken by the young Mahajan kid, Om Mahajan, right? What is yes. his name? Right. Uh, Om Mahajan. Om Mahajan. And uh, Golden Quadrilateral, I think, is recently done by um, Amit. Yes. Right. So, you know, look, uh, when I see this, I, I, I feel very uh, happy, uh, at least as an outsider, I am, uh, I am, I have nothing to do with ultra cycling, but very curious, uh, curious about the kind of ultra cycling uh, talent that is developing in India. Uh, I see these records being made and report, records being broken uh, very quickly and uh, see that uh, there's quite a bit of activity in ultra uh, scene. How do you see uh, the, uh, uh, from when you started in 2016 to now, how did uh, the ultra cycling scene um, change and where do you see this going? So uh, there were good lot of ultra races at that point of time as well, but the Races in India were, were not that long because uh, Deccan Cliffhanger was the only race in India at that point of time, which was an ultra race in India. So the second race which started in India was the ultra spice race and I was the lucky one who uh, started with the first edition. So with ultra cycling, uh, this ultra spice race coming in, I believe Deccan Cliffhanger race was in most of like 80 percent uh, 70 to 80 percent of the ride was on very good highways uh, but the ultra spice race was on straight roads and the road condition was really bad and the amount of elevation gain in ultra spice was herculean so mm -hmm. this 1750 ultra uh, kilometer segment in which we start from goa to uti and back uh, is having 23500 uh, meters of elevation gain Wow. In 1,750 kilometers. So mm -hmm. we got a good ex uh, good learning experience in the ultra spice race. And whosoever is planning for race across America or any big ride uh, is keen to do, uh, keen in doing uh, ultra spice race because it is quite challenging. So with ultra spice race coming in and uh, people are taking it in a more competitive spirit. Earlier, the difference between the first rider reaching, uh, the first rider crossing the finish line and the second coming in was like, hours and hours so like people are trying making it more and more competitive they are decreasing the number of hours earlier it used to be 10 hours 15 12 hours but now the difference is coming down to like Bibo was there with me in uh, ultra spice 2021 and uh, he reduced the gap to two hours and 45 minutes and he was hopeful that he could have done even better and i appreciate that mm. and definitely the talent is there people are finding it more interesting and they are able to train for it because it requires a lot of dedicated effort for right. training for such an event. So definitely the talent is improving. People are working on their FTPs and uh, because endurance is just not one thing that they can endure that pain or that continuity of the ride. If they are having higher numbers in uh, terms of F FTP and their uh, like VO2 max and all that, so right. they can pace themselves better with a higher power numbers so that they can cover that distance in faster time. So this is what Christoph Strasser does, which right. is like the ultra cycling, uh, the king of ultra cycling in uh, the world. Right. So he has good power numbers and he has got that endurance as well. Hmm. 
yeah uh, recently he broke the 24 hour uh, record by completing what uh, i think uh, nearly uh, 1026 kilometers 1026 kilometers 26 or 23 kilometers yeah, yeah. that is insane at for some 42 kmph for that long is crazy yeah. and he did what uh, 264 watts for for the entire duration uh, you know it is not even some of our ftps you know <laughs> yes. it's not even some of our uh, 20 minute power so he has done it for like 24 hours so that is uh, so that that's very true when you say that if you were FTP and VO2 max is uh, you can if you can improve obviously your endurance levels also the power at uh, endurance also will increase right so that would mean that you will be able to complete whatever your uh, event is in a much faster time so I, I see uh, like you said um, I see a lot of uh, uh, riders uh, endure ultra endurance riders with big FTPs now uh, and who are actively working on their speed uh, so that they can compete, not just participate and finish in uh, the events outside India, but actually compete in these events. So that is, yes. uh, that is the trend I am seeing uh, right now and uh, it is very uh, positive, I think. Last year, like uh, right now, Kabir is very promising. Kabir Rachuri is one of the guy in India who is very promising. And he has got good numbers now. He has trained really hard in past three to four years. And definitely, he's a big hope uh, for us in Race Across America 2022, in which he is participating. Uh, I'm also going along with him mm. uh, in participating that event. So, because that is a long cherished dream of uh, mine. I started that dream in 2017 and now it is 2022. Let's hope that I'm able to finish that in 2022. So Kabir is one of the promising riders and definitely other riders are coming in strong to right. challenge him as well. Uh, there's a good community which has been started by Mayank. So it is basically a mix of time trial plus endurance and he is doing on a virtual platform. So right. that is also by name of ISRT. Mm. Uh, Sumit Patel is also... Uh, taking initiative in getting these rides uh, on the virtual. This virtual rides have come up a big way. So Sumit mm -hmm. Patil is also into that national time trial event, which he hosted last year. And again, second edition, edition is in this year. Right. So people are looking forward to this and trying to do good. Yeah, so the more the uh, events like this are there, the more people will get a platform to kind of uh, try, attempt them and see discover their own capabilities right so you mentioned uh, a couple of things like isrt they are doing uh, six hours and 12 hours virtual ride three six and 12 hour uh, virtual time trial events right and, yes. uh, and the uh, another thing that you mentioned was uh, conducted by uh yeah patil that that is a 24 hour virtual time trial, yes right? That is 6, 12, and 24. That is 6, 12, and 24 as well. Okay. Yes. And they name their team as uh, Irregulars. They are the team Irregulars. Okay. And the event is the National Time Trial Championship. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, are you taking part in those? 
virtual this thing? Uh, right now, my focus is a bit changed. And I mentioned at the start of the talk that uh, right now I'm with the responsibility of uh, taking care of the Indian Army cycling team. So my right. complete focus has changed. And I take it as a uh, blessing that I've been bestowed with this responsibility. And the effort which I've put it in the past five years or say four and a half years, uh, this has come as a result of that. So my, uh, I believe ki I'll be doing injustice to my responsibility if I'm focusing more on my uh, personal goals. But definitely Race Across America is in my cards. Hmm. But my focus is mainly on train, uh, managing the things of the team, giving them better facilities and uh, making them, uh, helping them plan ahead, getting them the best equipment, the best uh, coaching possible, and the more uh, best exposure they can get. I, I am sure that uh, they will benefit hugely from your efforts. I'm looking forward to, you know, see how, uh, you know, things improve there. Great, great. So <clears throat> what, uh, what you have done numerous events so far and, uh, and some uh, not so successfully, but many, very successfully. So what was your most memorable race so far? So last year, we did the virtual race across America. Mm. And it was the only uh, uh, virtual race across America which was ever done due to the COVID thing. So that was a lot of one heck of a ride. We were as unsure of our capabilities as any other rider who was participating in this event, we planned meticulously. We had backup for each and everything. And there was a backup for backup. So like there was an inverter for my trainer and there was an inverter for that inverter itself. Okay. There was an inverter for fridge, separate things. So like everything has a backup. There were multiple fridge, multiple cooking because we knew that we will not be able to roam around in the city freely. I did that event in Pune. So due to that COVID restrictions, all of these things, like we had to plan meticulously. Uh, the training and the training part, I was considering COVID uh, as a uh, blessing. I was able to train at indoors on my bike. I was able to uh, do workout at home for about two hours in the morning. I So my daily routine was getting up six in the morning, two hours of workout, one hour of breathing exercises and yoga, nine o'clock breakfast, take bath, sleep for four hours, get up, have lunch, as do my training ride as per the plan. Sometimes minimum was 160 ever. So nothing less than that. So it was just building up the mileage and the endurance. So minimum was 160, that used to take about six hours, five and a half hours to six hours. Otherwise, normally it was seven hours, eight hours, even 12 hours of riding at Indoors. two o'clock one or 11. Yes, daily mm. it was, it was my daily routine with one day of rest in a week. Mm. And uh, at 12 or 11 in night, I used to finish my ride, just take bath and go to sleep, get up at six. So with all that preparation for about three months and all this meticulous planning, the crew was really pumped up because in 2019, the same crew was going with me in race across America. So they had that fire that Bharat has done Kashmir to Kanyakumari and now he's all geared up with all that preparation for race across America virtual segment. So we were just fired up, but we were like clueless as other riders, like how we'll be performing. Will we be, we'll, 
we be able to successfully complete it because riding on trainers is really difficult at times yeah. and with full gas platform there was uh, the amount of climbing it had was insane mm. so we were just taking it with the stride uh, as it was coming to us and uh, we were seeing that stalwarts of ultra cycling such as marco bolo who are doing uh, who was doing 1500 km segment only mm. uh had to give up at 1200 km so like he is he's a 10 time ramp finisher and that too with a timing of 9 days and a few hours yeah. and he had to give up this uh, in 1200 km only so like we were really scared my coach was really scared like when will bharat give up now mm. because it was in the mind that people are giving up and this virtual ride is really tough on the ultra cyclists but i was like taking it in the stride i was cool that was my biggest asset that i was cool i was not taking it like i have to finish the race in the shortest possible time i was not aiming for any podium so that mm. thing helped me so people who were aiming for the podium they were they just burned out themselves right. so we were just moving on moving on and uh, my position kept on improving so by day 6 i landed up as second position and there was total 17 ultra cyclists who were participating in this so on day 16 i was at second position and from that day i was just maintaining my position it was either second third second third second third and as the race was closing down with 11 days of effort uh, there was a brazilian rider named uh, marcelo marcelo soras mm-hmm. so he and myself were like aiming for the third position first and second positions were taken and they were about 100 kilometers or 200 kilometers ahead of us mm-hmm. and we were fighting for the third position and he is really bull he is a ramp finisher he is a trans siberian finisher and he has got many more accolades than me mm. and he is that bull body right. and <laughs> and really i had to work myself like i was in zone 4 uh, zone 5 for about 2 hours before the race finished okay. so race was finishing at 6:30 in the evening on day 12 and from 3 pm to 5 pm or 5:15 pm i was riding continuously for 2 hours or 2 hours plus in zone 5 and i am sure that he was also riding in zone 5 right. so it was hell lot of a ride and mm. luckily we finished on podium and i was i stood third overall wow so this was the entire route of race across america which is uh, almost 4900 kilometers so the race authorities uh, uh, did some tweaking as they knew that uh, distance uh, will not be doing justice with the ride so they uh, didn't took the complete the road as such which was on the race across america hmm. they utilized the full gas platform in which they took different segments from uh, united states okay or even some other parts of the world as well but mostly 90 more than 95% were from united states and hmm. they were different hills which have been and they were actual films of the route and we right. are riding on the actual road of that route right. uh, as on full gas so yeah. but it we were doing the same routes repetitively like okay. uh, one route was coming for about four times another route was coming for about five times uh, on different days right but it was like uh, total routes were about 100 and mm-hmm. out of we did each route for about four to five times in a period of 12 days okay so and they were mostly climbing there little hmm. tweaking which the race authorities did the actual elevation gain in uh, race across america as per the gps data hmm. from satellite is 53300 meters hmm. but they increased the elevation gain in the full gas uh, platform to 77400 meters oh my so god so it was like 
it was like we were just climbing on day third uh, the meme started floating in on uh, on the internet that i have already reached moon venus is <laughs> venus is in uh, my reach soon i'll be heading for mercury <laughs> so it was just we were just not able to stop climbing only like on right. every day we were just climbing 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 my coach was really worried that uh, why bharat is riding in uh, at such a low cadence mm. uh, like it was so difficult to ride at normal cadence because right. there is so much of climbing their legs are fatigued people landed up injuries by pushing themselves mm. so it was difficult no doubt <laughs> wow wow that is that is uh, quite an experience uh, i'm sure great so i i think uh, you know i'm sure you would do really well in uh, the uh, race across america the actual event that uh, next year and wish you all the very best for it it's been a fantastic uh, chat before we kind of conclude this session what are some of the tips that you would give uh, working athletes to do well in sport while doing well at work and family lives so uh, i have been always like which is my mantra uh, which i have been following since day one of my ultra cycling set up a goal for yourself and that goal has to be with a timeline so this will be my training period this will be tapering this will be i will be under so and so coach because a coach is very much necessary Uh, to guide you through that process and he keeps you it is not actually the training program which the coach keeps he is behind you with a stick if you are not performing because he knows that coaches uh, like coaches also have that connection with the event when they take an athlete to train so coaches also get the equal responsibility so they are behind that athlete with the stick if the athlete is not performing so uh, definitely take services of a coach in uh, keeping yourself motivated enough and i'll say it again always have a goal for yourself and it has to be with a timeline so if you uh, people say that i set up a goal and i was not able to fulfill it so i just believe that if you are having self respect for yourself it you will never fail you will always do it right right you will you will find a way to get it yes. done awesome great and, uh, uh, yeah. i will just like to add one more thing uh, that's there will be challenges if and what is the fun if there are no challenges and it was a smooth journey you will not have any memories so as i look back um, i'm being from army uh, services background so things were really difficult because uh, my job is 24/7 in nasik when i was there i was having 20 helicopters on my charge and they were flying day and night so they were flying i was on duty despite that i used to just find some amount of time morning afternoon evening if there is a party which ends at 1 pm in the night or 12 pm at uh, in 12 at night or 11 i used to sleep for about 1 hour or 2 hour and go out on road at 2 am in the morning so it is just like you have to complete that one week uh, so my coach also understood that bharat is having difficulties in fulfilling that daily routine of training so he tweaked the uh, complete training program and he used to give me the goal for a week so it is like now my baby to how to complete that total mileage and those total intervals and all those training in that week so it is like my uh, and that worked well so that's why that's how the coach is also required he understands like what problem you are facing and how to tweak the training program so that you can do it because ultimate goal is that you have to achieve your target
if you are not achieving what is the fun of uh, having a bike having a aim the passion inside you yeah brilliant uh, bharat it's been a pleasure uh, chatting and uh, it's very inspiring all your uh, achievements so far and wish you very best for uh, your future goals and thanks again for joining and sharing your experiences with the working athlete podcast thank you so much uh, bikey banky for having me on the show and uh, i would like to uh, take this platform of yours to uh, spread the word that uh, right now as i've told already that i'm look uh, in charge for the indian army cycling team and uh, we have got the best setup to train athletes for the international events and uh, i take this opportunity to invite athletes to come for trials at uh, ahmednagar if they wish to uh, train with us and excel in the sport ahead because there are athletes who are uh, cycling is a costly game and people are aware that uh, there must be there must be athletes here or there who are not having the required equipment but they have the talent and due to financial constraints they are not able to perform so we are there and definitely the government is also taking a lot of initiatives to promote talent in various ways so we are also one of way in of pursuing the same thing the goal of a indian reaching the topmost uh, position in whether it be any uh, it can be tra- track events or the uh, road racing events so all are invited to whosoever wants to come here and give trials to me they can reach out to me personally i will Super. be very happy for that awesome i will uh, add the uh, links to your profile social profile so that they can get in touch uh, with you uh, i will add them into the show notes so that uh, they can approach you for uh, uh, if they are interested to give trails and stuff awesome thank you so much thank you